0: Welcome to the Alien Chronicles, a podcast about immigrants who call America home. I am your host, Sadia Khan. Our today's guest is a millennial. She was born in Dominican Republic, and she moved to US when she was only five. She takes pride in her heritage, but is a New Yorker at heart. She's currently pursuing her master's in psychology and public speaking. She's also working as a hairstylist at a local salon. We will talk to her about her heritage, challenges she faced adjusting in US and her future plans. We welcome Nicole Duran to our show. We are so happy to have you on our show, Nicole. Thank you. So describe your childhood in America.
1: Coming at five years old, I wasn't too sure of what was going on, but I, I was happy. I was a happy child, and I have great parents, luckily. So we always had a good time. I remember when I first came here, it was my first time going to New York City and visiting the city and being in the snow and just uh, going to Toys R Us and just having lots of fun. I started school here as well, and school, it was interesting because all I knew was yes and no, so mm-hmm. I had to learn from scratch. But being five years old, it was easier than, than now being 21. Learning a new language for me now is more difficult than it was back then. So so it wasn't that much of a challenge. I picked it up in about a year.
0: I picked up yes and, like, more than yes and no. So tell me about the experiences of your family. So
1: then, you know, I wasn't too aware of what was going on. I was, all that I was worried about was having fun. And they always made sure that I didn't know what was going on. But I, but now I do know that it was hard for my mom to get a job because she's coming from Dominican Republic over here. She had my baby sister a year into living in, in Yonkers, New York.
0: So what were some of the challenges your mother faced as an immigrant and how did that impact your upbringing?
1: So luckily, my mom is very uh, alert and she's very quick. And uh, she doesn't take no for an answer. Hmm. So, she, And she's hardworking. So she got her job at Payless and she became a manager there and she was earning a good salary at the time. And that really helped our family out. My dad, he's still working in a hospital so that that helped us from the start. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't the easiest thing because just like myself, my mom didn't know how to speak English at all and she was older. So like I said, it's, it's more difficult to learn a a new language when you're older versus when you're five years old. So she had to really put her fear to the side and just go for it. And, uh, Practice at work, at home, everywhere. She went to school, so she challenged with language. Her challenge was uh, learning a new language and getting a job and maintaining
0: that because of that. Um, But she she made it happen. And you said your sister was born here. So does your sister have a different outlook on life, given that she was born in America and she's not an immigrant,
1: right? Well. I wouldn't know how, I wouldn't know if she uh, feels differently, just because in my household, we still speak Spanish. and We do. We still, yeah. We still cook our, our regular Hispanic meals, like our Dominican foods, like um arroz con pollo and uh, plantains, you know, all of that good cultural food. So she is very in tune with our culture. But I think if anything, it was easier for her because she was, she is, she is from here and even though her first language is Spanish because that's what we speak at home, she picked up English right away from the go, you know? She's going to school here and everything is, it's, it's much easier for
0: her. So, uh, if, if you were to take something from American culture and incorporate it into Dominican culture, what would it be? And, and vice versa. Hmm.
1: I mean, I guess I can say the food. The food. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I really love my food. The food that my mom cooks is just delicious. All of the seasonings and all of the...
0: So that's one thing that I'd say. Um, and what would you take from American culture and, and put it in, like, Dominican culture that you think Dominican culture is missing? Okay.
1: I think that even though we're hardworking, because, honestly, we have to be,
0: mm.
1: because we're immigrants, so we have to... to just go extra hard for what we want. Um, I would say that I would incorporate more like self-development because now I'm pretty much American myself because I was technically raised here and I'm raised around a lot of people that are very diverse. So I learned it for myself. I learned that I need to um, read more, just do it, do it for myself, but in a way that... Like, read more self-development mental uh, books and...
0: So basically reading books and um, becoming more self-aware... Um. Becoming more self-aware. I think that I would
1: include from the American culture, I would include becoming more self-aware and like what's going on and not just staying in your bubble, but expanding into what's going on around us and in the world and how we can really become better and just kind of knock down that wall of I can't do this because no, like you can do whatever you
0: want. That's true. Um, So you said you came here like we, we mentioned that already at five. Yes. Right. How do you how long do you think it takes for an individual to start um, thinking about or feeling American and not as an immigrant? Because, I mean, does it take like 15 years for someone, 20, 30 or, or does the feeling just doesn't go away? If you're an immigrant, you'll always be an immigrant no matter what.
1: I mean, I never, to be honest, I never really think of myself as an immigrant mm. because I don't really, I mean, I know what it means, but it doesn't mean much to me because I'm, I am know who I am. You know, I'm more than just that, but there are times where I do feel like I am. What triggers that? Um, sometimes, let's say I'm in an area with friends. Mm. That are truly American inside and out, right? And you can see my complexion is more caramel, darker, so I stand out. So I can be, let's say, in a restaurant that aren't, there aren't any people of color, and I feel I feel out of place. I f- not out of. Pl- I don't allow anybody to make me feel that way, but I can tell that
0: that's how I'm looked upon. And you think that's because of the color of your skin?
1: Yeah. Definitely. Because I look different than everybody else that's around me.
0: Okay. What would you say to people who view immigrants as threatening to their way of life and financial security? Wow. Um,
1: everyone deserves respect and that you should definitely treat others the way you would like to be treated. And we own businesses and we bring a lot of money into this country and we, we, uh, We have a lot going on for us and we deserve more respect ultimately, I think.
0: And if you had the power to tell everyone in America one quality that you have as an immigrant, what would that be?
1: That I that I am intelligent and that I am like powerful and you know and I have a great head on my shoulders.
0: Hmm. So, you're pursuing your master's in psychology and public speaking. Mm-hmm. What are your future plans? What do you want to do?
1: A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a lot. Uh, so, right now, I'm finishing my uh, studies in Westchester Community College. And I am, my major is uh, in liberal arts. But ultimately, I'd like to get my master's in psychology because i want a better understanding of the human mind and i also want to have uh, the ability to own my own private practice at home mm-hmm. down the line further down the line but with that being said i want ultimately i just want to become a public speaker because mm-hmm. i want to help my community i want to help where I, the people from where i come from the uh you know people that don't know better People that that have have lost faith and hope, I want to help people like that. I want to bring back the light into my community,
0: ultimately. So how will you do that with public speaking?
1: I Well, right now I'm working on some workshops and I'm bringing together a few of of the people from my youth group to evangelize into my community. Mm -hmm. So this first workshop is going to work with young girls in high school Mm -hmm. And just redirect them and just bring back, bring back what they have lost over the years.
0: So, Nicole, you recently left your parents' religion, um, and adopted a new religion. What influenced your decision to do that? And, and first of all, if you could explain what your parents practice. So, my parents are
1: Catholic and I chose to step out of that religion and just, uh, devote myself to a relationship with Christ. So I'm, I'm non-denominational and I welcome in honestly, simply a relationship with God. I read, read the word. I, um, go to youth groups, Bible studies. I go to church on Sundays. And I just, I think that that, brings uh, peace into my life. And that makes me feel better than how I felt being Catholic, which with my family, I was only going to church once a year. And that I really didn't know who God was. I just knew that there is a God. So once I started, um, surrounding myself with the right friends and just being influenced the right way, I stepped into.
0: So do you think living in America? You can be religious and patriotic at the same time. I think that you can
1: because I practice my religion for myself and my religion teaches me to treat all people equally. So I treat everyone with the same respect I'd like to be given back. And that is how I'm able to treat my country with respect because my country is filled with everyone that I love, even though I don't agree with everyone, especially in politics right now. Things are hectic, but I still... Everyone is human, and I think that if we have
0: that same respect that we have for ourselves for everybody else... So you mentioned politics. Yes. Um, what is one thing that frustrates you the most about current political environment? Oh, my goodness. The way that... <laughs> We are being treated right now. And by we, you mean who?
1: Immigrants, pretty much. Mm-hmm. We, it's like we're being just plucked out. Plucked out. Like we haven't established anything in our country. This is our country too, you know? So it's it's like we don't belong here. But we've already, most of us, if any, all of us have established a life here. And we have our lifestyle. And we're, and we're just being treated like
0: it doesn't mean anything. And some families are being ripped apart. They have been ripped apart. I have, do you know anyone who's been directly affected by this in your community? Well, I have a friend of mine that her husband
1: was going through some difficulties with his job that, that he's had for years. And he was in management. He, he's, he happens to still have the job, thank God. But um, I'm not sure which new laws, but the new laws that were being put into place had affected him Mm -hmm. to the point where he had lost his job Mm -hmm. for a certain period of time. And that was a big problem for them. But other than that, you just watch the news and you see and you hear everything that's going on. And it's really sad. It's sick.
0: How does it make your parents feel? Because I know you're an immigrant, but you came here so young. Yeah. How, How do they feel about this situation? My mom... I hear her all the time. She's just worried.
1: Well, she's good, thank God. We're good. Our family is good mm-hmm. because we have we're c- citizens, mm-hmm. you know. So we have our papers and everything. But for other family members trying to come in from where they are now in our country, in Dominican Republic, like let's say they don't live in in a good way, they they want to live better like us, and maybe just come and simply visit us. They might not be able to do that because. Mm-hmm. We're all being restricted, and if anything,
0: Hmm. so are you hopeful about the future of our country, especially after the midterm? So, even though things aren't
1: going well, one thing that is going good is that people are coming together Hmm. and they are going against what's bad. So, that does give me hope for our future and it gives me hope that people will come to their senses and actually vote did you vote so that's funny i didn't get the chance to vote it would have oh, actually been no. i know it would have actually been my first time voting and i went to vote and everything and they said that my registration didn't go through so wow. this is another thing in my this is something that i would like to change in my household at least it's not it wasn't common practice to vote I would see my mom vote a few times. I've actually never seen my dad vote. I'm not even sure if he has, but that's the problem. If I would have known and if I would have been told, like, listen, Nicole, this is important. You must do this. I would have taken it more seriously. And I would have really understood that our our voice matters. And maybe even with my vote, things would have been different. And maybe I could have encouraged others around me that felt the same way because For the
0: same reasons that it's important. So have things changed at your house now with regards to voting? Yes. So ever since Donald
1: Trump became president, things have changed completely. (laughs) They've become more aware that our voice is heard and it matters. And I have family members from all over, from my dad's side, from my mom's side, voting now. We're all voting and it's very, and it's something that we do talk about at the table. You know, it's not, it's not swept under the rug. It's important.
0: And you're only 21, right? So what will you do differently next time? Like in 2020, what will you do differently?
1: I definitely register earlier. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know how to do or how to register, how to uh, follow any of the steps necessary to get my vote in, I will find out versus waiting till the last minute or thinking that it's easy or even if it is you know just being more aware
0: how many uh people your age or yeah you around your age vote um in your community your friends your family do you see them voting now
1: So this year in particular, I saw, if anything, all of them, especially all over social media and all over TV and in my neighborhood. As soon as I stepped outside, everyone's asking me, are you voting? Are you voting? And, you know, I see my best friends texting me. "Um, We just voted. Are you voting? Everyone is really talking about it. Everyone my age is talking about it. So it's more than ever now because of everything that's going on that is affecting us, because honestly, all of us are immigrants, at least the people that I'm very close to are. So I see it more, more than ever, now more than ever.
0: So if you were to describe America in one word, what would it be? Diverse. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. Yeah. We're, we're
1: full of uh, different cultures and different uh, religions and different, you know, different, every- we're all so different. And that's
0: what makes us who we are. And if you could change one thing about America, what would that be? Discrimination. You think there is discrimination oh, yeah. still? And Yes. It really sucks. There is a lot of discrimination. Have you seen any incidents, like, firsthand? Like, can you give us examples of what you saw or you see in your community? Well, I mentioned before
1: that when I go, I've been into a restaurant with my... Caucasian friends and (laughs) it's full of Caucasian people and I was looked at a little bit differently because of the color of my skin as if I didn't belong Mm. right so that's one example another example is at one time I was at the Westchester Community College parking lot and at this time I had kind of a broken down car and it wouldn't start and I had to go to my next class I had to move my car to another parking lot. So I saw a guy sitting in his car across from my car and I went up to him. And his window was up all the way. And at this time, my hair was natural, kinky, curly, and short. So I looked extra um, African-American. And when I went up to his car, he tried not to look at me Mm. as if I was going for, I don't know, I don't know what he was thinking. So when... I was trying to get his attention because I needed somebody to help me and start my car. He cracked his window just a little bit, enough to hear me. And then he just like shook his head. Like, I don't know. He just looked like he was scared. So that's another time where I felt odd. I'm like, well, what was that? I don't I didn't understand. But I mean, that's discriminant to me because I'm like, wow, because I look like this. Why are you reacting this way? Yeah.
0: That so makes that's yeah. time. So, if you could change one misconception about immigrants in general that people have here, mm. what would that be? That we're not, that we're unworthy, that
1: we are sucking everything out of the government, <laughs> you know, like on welfare and <laughs> we're just taking advantage. And we're not, we're working hard, we're trying to play our part, you know, we're just trying to live our lives. And build a better future for our, our, our next generation to come. And we're just trying to do whatever it takes to live a good life. And we should be allowed to do that, just like everybody else. Absolutely.
0: So Thanksgiving is coming. We, we have to talk about Thanksgiving. Yes. So does your family serve um, traditional like American menu on Thanksgiving? Or do you incorporate some other dishes, like from Dominican Republic or some, some other kinds of dishes?
1: So all we cook is Dominican Republic food. <laughs> all we cook is cultural <laughs> food. Um, we don't eat turkey. We don't really like turkey because my mom thinks it's too dry. So she doesn't make it. So she makes benid. Benid is pig thigh. Oh. Benid. Yes. And ever since I started reading the Bible, um, I've been trying to hold myself back from eating pork. But the way that my mom makes it is it makes it very difficult. And so you we, can't resist it. <laughs> yes. So it's something I have to work on. But anyway, it's something that we we put in. We eat lasagna. We eat uh moro, which is rice mixed with beans. Oh. And it just tastes really good. And she makes salads like potato salads, uh, regular salads and just anything that the family members would bring in and anything else that she would just like to have fun
0: making you know i agree with your mom when it comes to turkey although we do make turkey Mm -hmm. but this year we are thinking we'll just um substitute it with i don't know chicken (laughs) because i think with turkey um it's 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 the tradition and and that's why we've been following it but then the next day what do you do like make sandwiches i mean yeah. even then those sandwiches are dry. dry or maybe you know our listeners can send us some nice recipes yeah. <laughs> maybe i am doing something wrong right. um but but yeah that's 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 true Um uh, nicole before i let you go we'll do like i'll ask you some fun questions we've we've talked about some really serious stuff so we'll yes. do some like fun fun stuff um it's called rapid fire rounds. so i'll ask you questions and just have to answer them So, um, studying psychology or doing hair, which one would you prefer? Oh, that's tough.
1: Because now that I'm actually studying, taking some psychology classes, I really prefer social work because it was so much easier. But I do enjoy learning psychology. And doing hair, I'm passionate about it. But... Being a hairstylist,
0: it really takes a toll on you. So I would have to say psychology. Psychology. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you?
1: I'm probably like an eight. Oh, you are an eight. I think. I've been told a few times. Oh, in what ways? Now I have to know. Who. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. Like I uh, with my ex boyfriend. I would just really be myself and just do some funny things. And you would be like, you're just weird. And I'm just like, no, I'm just me. (laughs) I don't know. Your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? Honestly, it's when I have to deal with rude people. I don't like dealing with rude Mm. people.
0: Yeah. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: well lasagna
0: <laughs> i think yeah i think lasagna or pizza pizza yeah interesting and if you could only take three things things to a deserted island what would they be hmm. Wow. Well, cheesecake my hair stuff <laughs> definitely and a few books and not your phone. I'm surprised. No. You're 21 so and, you, and you don't want to take your phone. No. I'm. I'm Actually, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could have any superpower, what would that be? What would you want? To fly. Definitely. Fly? Mm-hmm. And go where? Anywhere that I want at any given time. Nice, yeah. Your biggest failure so far? I mean, you're only 21. Why am I asking you this? But still, your biggest failure so far? biggest failure? Not voting this year. Mm. Very sad. Your biggest achievement?
1: Being financially independent at my age and not having to rely on my parents to financially take care of me anymore. Yeah. Describe yourself in three words. I am
0: determined, loving, and hardworking. Best Dominican restaurant in NYC? My mom's kitchen, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope my daughters grow up to say that. <laughs> I, I hope they do one day. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever got? That I must jump and
1: build my wings on the way down. Hmm. Your idea of vacation? Paradise. Like warm weather, beach. Bathing suits and a book and just music, either or. Cultural diversity is? Cultural diversity is what makes us us, what makes this country what it is. It's full of beautiful, intelligent, creative, rich in life. People that are just full of beauty and just, it's what makes us different. Favorite emoji? the laughing emoji (laughs) tea or coffee coffee home is where the heart is (laughs) Ah.
0: thank you so much for coming to our show and for sharing your stories i would also like to thank all the listeners for joining us today and those who have supported us also if you like what you hear please share it with like-minded people and if you have a story to tell or any new ideas please contact us at thealienchronicles at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter our twitter handle is at chroniclesalien, and you can find us on instagram at the alien chronicles please stay tuned for our next episode and we will also have a special edition episode coming very soon In the meantime, stay connected and Happy Thanksgiving.